Welcome back to The Melancholy Condition. I am your host, Darius Velasquez, and you're listening to Season 3. Enjoy. Here's an ad. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? How do I make money from podcasts? The answer to every single one of these questions is pretty simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. The reason why I love Anchor is just because it's easy. It's simple. It's on my phone. I don't use any exterior hardware. I don't got to do anything really, but just pick up my phone, open the Anchor app, press record, invite my guests, and boom, you have the melancholy condition. So if you want to start your podcast, do so today. Go to anchor.fm. Hello. Hello. Hey, how's it going, Darius? Hey, Chris. We got you going. I can hear you loud and clear. Awesome, man. Oh, that makes me happy. This yeah. morning was so rough. <laughs> I don't know what was happening earlier. I hope it wasn't yeah. uh, my Wi-Fi or something. I don't know, man, because the last guest that I had on, we just spent like a good 30 minutes trying to troubleshoot. Um, and the guest before that spent another 30 minutes trying to troubleshoot and i think that's what it was because they had sent me screenshots of their phone and everything like that and it showed the wi-fi connection and this one lady i was like there's no way it could be wi-fi right because right. you know that's how they're on here but i asked her i was like hey let's just try cutting your wi-fi real quick see if that's the issue and she did and it was a immediately that's so, awesome yeah awesome i'm glad we're here um give me a quick little backstory about yourself man um and everything that you plan to bring to the table yeah, man. So I am a, um, a self-taught web designer and I started learning about five years ago, uh, when my wife left me. So it was kind okay. of a, kind of a crazy story of like, she made more money than I did in the relationship and I had to figure out a way to make, uh, an extra income on the side. So, um, oddly enough, I'd learned how to do web design. Well, what do you use? Uh, a ton of stuff. So um, the main thing is, um, like, as far as de the designing side of things, I use Sketch. Okay. Um, and things like Adobe, the Adobe mm -hmm. Suite. And then... InDesign? Uh, yeah, I, I don't do a ton of InDesign unless I'm making something for print. So Okay. Um, and, then, uh, and then I do some front-end development stuff as well. So I'm kind of a mix between a designer and a developer. Mm -hmm. um, so, but, you know, I, I was... The reason, like... I, I just love the concept of your podcast was I was diagnosed with OCD about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like been just a journey for me. And so like one of my big things is I try to encourage people like the things that you struggle with aren't things that hold you back from better things in your life. They're, mm -hmm. they're things that can actually help to prop you up if you, if you look at them in a, in a correct way. Absolutely. So, so that's my message, you know, um, just to try to encourage people, like, don't be discouraged by the the setbacks in your life, like mm -hmm. use those to have a unique perspective. So anyway. Awesome. And at Knoxville, I wanted to say congratulations on, you know, um, doing your web design. I actually did a similar thing for a while. 
um, I was doing social media and uh, graphic design with web design. Um, I never really got too much into coding. Yeah. Uh, I got like slight into JavaScript, like animation stuff, but it ended up just slowing like the websites I had down. So um, I ended up just getting onto Squarespace just because it was like the easiest front end. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah. that's kind of, I actually had quite a few clients um, before that I ended up shutting down my business that it was a long story with that one. Basically I had been doing everything solely and the guy was like, Hey, I have a print shop um, that someone's closing down where we want to buy it out. And we want to have you uh, be the graphic designer for it as well as like offer your web services. And I was like, all right, cool. So we do the thing and long story short, uh, the guy didn't want to do anything in office. So I took over like all operational stuff and he was uh, quote unquote doing sales. So he was only there like 10% of the day. And, um, whenever he wasn't really profiting any off of his client end, uh, he started blaming me for the money not being there. And he's like, well, you're just not bringing anything in. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. The the things that I'm doing, like the designs, I'm making sure that the clients are getting what they come in here for. And I was like, you're, I haven't seen a single dollar from you. And keep in mind, I had a friend in like a lot of the local sports teams. So we were able to get out like whole baseball uniforms with everything. I mean, sure. Yeah. So these were big dollar jobs that kept us afloat. But after he kicked me out, because I supposedly wasn't bringing in anything, um, uh, they shut down like a week later. So it it was a long story. So I haven't really revisited too much graphic design just until like besides for my own stuff you know what i mean sure. yeah um but yeah, anyways i just wanted to share that that's pretty cool that's uh awesome. so i'll give it a nice little countdown and then we'll get you introduced and uh you can just take the stage okay awesome sounds good man awesome so we'll go five four three two one welcome back to another episode of the melancholy condition i'm h- here with chris mistrick did i pronounce that correctly that's correct awesome go ahead and introduce yourself chris well, hey, Darius, I just wanted to say thank you for, for having me on and for, for doing this podcast, like listening through to some of the episodes you, you've done has just been super encouraging and, and love the topics that you're covering. So uh, really appreciate it, man. Awesome. Yeah, I, thank you for coming on here, man. Thanks for sitting apart the time. Absolutely. So I'm, uh, my name is Chris Mistrick, and I run a platform called selfmadewebdesigner.com. Um, basically, uh, about five years ago, uh, my wife walked out of me on me and when she walked out, um, so did over half of my income. So I had to figure out a way to make an extra salary while still maintaining my full-time job. So I turned to web design, taught myself uh, some basics and then just started telling everybody, Hey, I'm, I'm a web designer. Um, I, I probably shouldn't have at that point because <laughs> I didn't actually know what I was doing. I know um, I've been there before, <laughs> but but people gave me a shot, like oddly enough. And yeah. so time went on and the business grew and eventually I doubled the income of my full-time salary. And that was working like 18 hours in my free time. So about five years later, uh, I transitioned careers at 37, which is ancient. I know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, was <laughs> uh, basically a full-time musician for about 13 years. And then um, decided to give web design a go for a full-time career. So that's what I've been doing. And just recently um, have kind of slowed down on freelancing in my free time 
and have built this platform to help people do what I've done, which is go from knowing nothing about design or development to having successful side hustles or full-time careers as either a UX designer or a web designer. So yeah, man, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, I'm 22. So I, and you know, um, how old are you? 37. 37. I don't know if that was your current age. So being 37, you probably um, understand a little bit of this, you know, from when I was younger, the things that were told to me as far as what you're supposed to do in your life changed every single five years. Every single five years since I can remember of the things like I had in mind, like, all right, when I was 15 years old, I said, I'm going to join the Marines. I'm going to be a MARSOC. I'm just going to serve a good two decades in the Marines and I'll be set for life. You know what I mean? Stay active, do reserve something. And as I became older, I started doing modeling and acting. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do this. And then the internet started becoming this thing where you can just have everything there. And in the past, I want to say this past five years has the internet has grown so profoundly that it doesn't matter what you're doing. As long as you're providing some kind of value, it can serve as a viable living income. You know what I mean? 100%. And it's it's just crazy. It is to me, it's still mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I feel like right now and Gary Vaynerchuk, talks about this a ton like there are more opportunities to make money online now than there ever has been in in the history of the world um and so like there's really we're without an excuse you know like i i I follow this guy who um started a a company where he goes and buys bras from kohl's at a discount sells Mm -hmm. them on um amazon and makes a profit of like a million dollars a year like, and he works, he works 15 <laughs> to 20 hours a week you know that's so ridiculous and and that's that's the beauty and the thing that i try to teach people is that you you, you don't have to be stuck in in a job that you're not satisfied in or doing something that you're not entertained by or you're not um you know revved up in the morning to go to like there, there's opportunity to learn and there's opportunity to grow. And really it takes grit and determination and, and you can see some major life change. And that's why I'm really passionate about self-made web designer and, and showing people, you know, like, Hey, y- you know, you, you can do this. There's yeah. no, absolutely nothing special about me. There's nothing special about other people who have done similar things. We just were crazy enough to say, let's give this a shot. Yeah, and eventually, eventually found success and willing enough to devote free time from, as Gary Vaynerchuk would say, watching Netflix to doing something right. like this. You know what I mean? Right. 100%. Putting in your research. And I'm sure in the beginning, because I was in that same position whenever you were first getting your um, skills under your belt, I guess you could say there's those 3 a.m. nights of watching whether it be tutorials or taking those online courses, just up till the crack of dawn, just trying to, okay, I need to learn more. I need to learn more. I know I'm not perfect yet. You know what I mean? Before you even can start listing yourself out there. And another thing I wanted to talk about is something that you um, had said off air was, um, I'll go ahead and let you bring it up just so I can go ahead and ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were chatting and I, you know, so I was diagnosed uh, with OCD about 10 years ago. Um, and it was, it was kind of a, 
it was kind of a mixed bag of a diagnosis. And, and it, it, for listeners out there who have had something similar happen or had a similar diagnosis, you, you kind of have a sense of relief and then a sense of sadness all at the same time, you know, because it explains so much of the struggle that you've had. But then at the same time, like, you're like, okay, I actually do have a problem. Like it's not, I'm not just playing head games with myself. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there are things that I need to figure out and, and coping mechanisms that I need to uh, learn. And also some medication that I need to get on and figure out the right dosage amounts. And, and it's a process. And I, and my encouragement has always been to not see those types of things in your life as setbacks but more as your secret sauce mm -hmm. you know the struggles that we with are what make us unique as people and um, give us something to offer to the world that nobody else would be able to offer and so you know I, I talk a lot about this on on my website that um, for all the drawbacks that OCD has like I'm able to hyper focus when I put my mind to something, mm -hmm. you know, just because I literally become obsessed yeah. with it. And yeah. so, you know, um, that has been something that has served me well to be able to learn how to do things quickly. And like you're saying, stay up until 3am, 4am, whatever it takes to actually, you know, like get the job done. And, you know, I think a lot of people that tend to be successful have that trait. You know what I mean? Sure. I a hundred percent agree with it because if I mean you, you can call it OCD, or you can relate it to whether it be being passionate about something. You know what sure. I mean, and just having that drive to see to see the end of what you're doing. Um. So, what are some of the struggles that you face? You know, dealing with um OCD and having this need, like, okay, I, I know I need to get something under my belt real quick, right? Because you're having to double your income. Uh, where are you at whenever this starts kind of happening, mentally at least? Yeah, yeah. Well, so it, it comes in waves and it, and it comes in seasons. And I, I have to be um, careful of where I'm at and, and, and really cognizant and self-aware, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and, and so it, it typically... The, the highest or the most difficult seasons are during high stress seasons. So uh, when those seasons come, you know, I've got to very simply make sure that medicine, like I'm, I'm horrible at uh, actually keeping up with things and keeping track of things. Mm -hmm. And so when, when I, when, when I get high stress, it becomes even worse. And so I've, I've just got to be sure that I have um, a, a, a routine and a ritual that kind of keeps me grounded and keeps me um, doing, you know, systems in place to keep me doing the things that I know I, I need to be doing, doing things like working out, doing things like taking a break every once in a while mm. um, and just clearing my mind. Um, prayer for me has been huge, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so it's, it's those types of things that are, you know, kind of my, my fallback, but I, I think it's, it all comes down to an, an individual person, you know, finding, finding ways that they uh, can kind of master the game of the ups and downs of a mental struggle. 
And, you know, there have been seasons of my life where I've been good at it. And there are seasons of my life when I've been um, kind of poor at it. And, and I'm, I'm kind of a weird scenario in that. So there's two sides to OCD. There's the obsessive side and there's the compulsive side. Mm-hmm. So the compulsive side would be more of the um, turning the light switch on and off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the obsessive th- side is, is just kind of the mental thought process side. So, and they, they both kind of work in tandem. So, uh, the thought is that someone, you know, with OCD, uh, like if you ever just randomly been doing something and some crazy thought comes in your head and you're like, where the heck did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it, so that's, that's normal for most people, but for someone with OCD all the time, nonstop and they're they're really disturbing and it, not fun to have to deal yeah. with and so um so uh what people do to cope is they find some kind of compulsory action to take to that you think like okay this will make these thoughts go mm-hmm. away right so like if it's fear of somebody entering into your house and taking all your stuff or or harming you you know like locking your door a hundred times just to make sure that it was done you feel like will help those thoughts go away or a fear of germs, like, you know, staying in a shower for eight hours long, like those types of okay. things. So, so I, I, I didn't really have it much of the compulsory side of things, but more so the, the mental aspect of things of just a constant barrage of thoughts that I, I didn't want, never acted on, but you know, they would come pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. And um, so when, when I was actually diagnosed and got on, good medicine at the right dosage the way i explain it is it's 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 the difference between somebody coming to your door and knocking and banging and maybe yelling and then you ignore it and you walk and they walk away versus somebody coming to your door knocking banging and yelling all day long nonstop, every day of the year you know so um it's it's a pretty substantial difference once you you know get get on good medication and do some good therapy and get into counseling like you know, definitely is something that can be handled and, and coped with. Absolutely. Um, did you, do you ever, like, would you say itineraries help you? Uh, they, they do. I, so I'm like, I'm the creative free spirit type. Mm-hmm. And so this is probably one of the, the more difficult things for me to master as far as my time and my day, mm-hmm. but definitely having a flow of like, I've got, I've got something that I'm doing every day that keeps me busy, um, and keeps me focused on other things than just my thoughts, uh, is super helpful. You know, like for instance, um, one of the the first major episodes I had when I was a kid and it was during the summer. And so like for an entire summer, I, I just couldn't sleep at all because of these thoughts that just kept, um, coming. Mm-hmm. And so what helped it was when school season started again and I ha- had an actual routine other than wake up and do whatever I wanted yeah. and then come home and go to, go to bed whenever I wanted. So, um, so it definitely helps, but there have been seasons where, you know, like even though I had a schedule, like the, the thoughts were so intense, it was tough to keep to it because I couldn't help but think about something else the entire time I was scheduled to go to school or scheduled to go to work or whatever was in place at that time. What would the, what would be like, if you could give an example of like that train of thought, just so I can get an easier understanding of the headspace. Yeah. So it's, it's talking about, talking about like um, the, uh, in the obtrusive thoughts that would come. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so for instance, you know, like being on, this is one that's, um, you know, pretty, pretty consistent. Um, like, so say I'm at the mall and it's, and it's a second story, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and there's a rail, like, you know, a thought would come where, uh, I would just see myself jumping over the edge, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and, and not, not being a suicidal person at all. Like I love my life. I love where I am. Um, you know, and, and wouldn't consider myself suicidal, but like just consistently like having to stay away from the edge of the railing because I don't want to think about myself jumping over. And so, you know, things like that, um, or things like, um, you know, like I said before, leaving a door unlocked mm-hmm. and somebody getting in and hurting me or my family, you yeah. know, like those are, those are definitely things I struggle with. That's, that's wild. Now, um, I'm going to ask a very uh, left question just because I'm always interested. Um, there was a guy that I had probably last season, the last episode of last season. Um, he had like really severe ADHD. And I had asked him if he uh, has ever like tested his mental condition with marijuana. Yeah. Is that something uh, that have you, have you ever done? Like have just to see if what the effect could be? No, no, I never have. Okay. Um, I, I just, I don't feel like there's enough studies just yet when it comes to marijuana to know whether or not it's actually beneficial. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, you know, there's, there's two sides to this. There's, um, there's, there's medical marijuana, which is, you know, the CBD, um, and, and there, there are studies that show like it can actually be beneficial, um, for certain types of things, Absolutely. but then there's, you know, the, the more hallucinogenic side, which is like the recreational marijuana, which I think there's, there's still a lot that needs to be figured out in terms of, um, if it's beneficial mm-hmm. or if it's not. And, and I, you know, personally wouldn't be an advocate for it. Okay, cool. No, I just, I just had to ask, um, just cause I'm for always sure. curious, just cause I know there's a lot of people that, um, that I've talked to that have like had different uh, mental conditions where they say like, yeah, man, like, you know, smoking definitely helps me. And I think what it comes down to is like having, as you said, in the more medical sense where you have a higher CBD concentrate than the uh, THC concentrate in the strain of whatever it is that they're dealing with. Right. Um, For sure. And that, that I just, like I said, I'm always just curious just to see, just because I've had similar things where, whether it be with anxiety, there's certain times where if I do smoke, then one at one instance, it may alleviate everything. And then the conversation goes back to normal. I'm no longer in my head. I'm in a happier mind space. I feel a little bit more at bliss. I don't feel like I have to think about these certain things that are causing my paranoia. And then there's other times where I'm just like, coming up with 80 different scenarios of why this sure, thing sure. in my head is happening. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always, right. like I said, I, I tend to experiment with my own feelings sure. more often than not. And I just, yeah. I'm curious. I'm always curious if other people, like yeah. what different things have you tried? You know what I mean? Right. Well, and I think that's a good point about, you know, kind of the recreational use of, of drugs. Like, and, and I could say like, you know, cause I, cause I drink. Mm-hmm. So there are times when I drink and it makes me relaxed. Mm-hmm. And then there are times when I drink where like 
it slows my thinking down and I can't think rationally enough to keep up with all these problematic thoughts. And so it actually makes things worse. You oh, know? Yeah. No, so I've it, been there. It's, it's kind of like this game of roulette, you know, mm-hmm. like you can't, you can't really depend upon some like substance to really help you learn how to cope mentally, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and, and, and I don't think drinking is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's, it's when you use it to, help you cope with something that like is something that is related to a a mental illness that it can get really dangerous. Absolutely. And you know, on top of that, um, just to kind of add, I have, I'll have two questions, but I have one statement, um, for myself with like any type of anxiety and depression, I type, I tend to feel that, and this is just a hundred percent, a personal preference. Not everybody feels this way. And I don't want anybody else to think that, oh, well, if I do this, then I'm going to feel that way. You know what I mean? This is just because I'm pretty in tune with my own feelings. So in the moment of a heightened anxiety attack, majority of the time, I won't act on it. I'll more or less experience it and just sit there. And, you know, inside I'm going through hell, but, you know, I'm just experiencing it. I'm just understanding, okay, these things are happening, but I don't have to act on them. So a lot of the times... What I'll do is I like to smoke because I feel like it makes me more vulnerable in a sense of it's a different understanding, right? So if I'm high and I start getting sad for a certain reason, I'm more likely to try to dissect why that's making me sad than be sad and start acting sad. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say it's it's just for me, it's a very weird feeling because like I, I find myself sometimes being very sporadic and hyperactive whenever I'm sober. I tend to be more uh, reactive whenever I have sure. certain feelings. And then whenever I'm, you know, if I'm high, I tend to dissect things a little bit more. And I even like, you know, have a better reflection where I'm not necessarily acting on the emotions where I'm just like, OK, hold on. Like, do, do I really need to be mad about this? Like, am I just being silly sure. right now? Am I being irrational? And then I'll be honest with myself. Yeah, you know what I mean? for sure. And for me, that's yeah. definitely something that helps. What were you going to add on to it? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, there's, um, there's some great methods, you know, like I, th- I think a, a lot of the things that sometimes a, a substance can, can kind of help us, I don't know, maybe every once in a while find a new coping mechanism that like there's a lot of things that there are other alternatives for, you know, um, uh, you know, to, to figure out how to get into that state, mm-hmm. you know? And, and for me, it's been a, you know, like, okay, am I going to, am I going to roll the dice when I'm really anxious? Cause I have an anxiety disorder as well. Mm-hmm. So am I going to roll the dice and have a drink when I'm really anxious and see whether or not that helps mm-hmm. or am I, am I going to take a moment and just um, try to be mindful for a second, you know, like try to slow my thoughts down. And, and for me, like pr- prayer has been and my faith has been a huge part of how I've been able to, to cope Absolutely. And, and, and get through it. You know, like honestly, you know, like I don't, I don't know where I would be without it. You know, there, there've been seasons where, you know, the thoughts were like incredibly persistent and I would have to take a moment and just spend a couple hours just praying mm-hmm. and, and, and getting my mind off of myself and onto 
you know, onto something that's bigger than myself Absolutely. in order to, to, to see things clearly and have a perspective. So that's good though. That's good. I mean, like I said, everybody has their own coping 100%. mechanisms and I, I like to hear different ones, you know what I mean? Just because it, yeah, it helps sure. open up that perspective. It helps show you like, okay, hold on. There's several things that work for everybody. You know what I mean? And it's great and it's good. And sure. especially if it's not detrimental to your health, you know what I mean? Right. If, it, if it's for a positive, sure. whatever it is, you know? Um, yeah. And also just to touch back earlier, just cause I was curious, uh, what is your uh, preference of drink whenever you do drink? <laughs> yeah. I've been getting into whiskey lately. Nice. So, and, and specifically I like the scotch whiskey blend. Okay. So, um, a friend of mine, yeah, man. I, you know. A friend of mine just got a bottle. It's a twelve-year aged bottle of a uh, Glen Levitt. Oh wow! To double oak. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's very oaky. I'll tell you that much. If you decide yeah. to try it, I'm not a big fan of oaky, like real uh, pungent tastes. Um, but there was a bourbon yeah. that I did try the other day. It was a Bullet Bourbon. Um, that one's really good. Yeah. And then the Tennessee whiskey uh, Jack Daniels is actually really smooth. If you tend to, if you ever try it. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I just wanted a little touch on that just because me and my friends have been trying different things lately. Um, for sure. Just as little like nightcaps, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. hundred percent. So tell me as your business, as you started getting traction, like right in the mm-hmm. forefront, um, where, where was your headspace at? You know what I mean? Cause obviously there was a period of paranoia because of finances, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 There, I mean, you know, I think every business has ups and downs and seasons that you go through. Um, and for me at the very beginning, it was just a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I, it started out with, I built a website for a friend. Um, then more people saw that and more friends started calling me to help with their websites. And so um, the relationship was almost a hundred percent of the business that I had at the very beginning within the first year, I would say of, um, you know, people who had seen it, who were connected Mm -hmm. to me or were connected to other people that were connected to me. And that's what I encourage people who are, are just getting started is, you know, like don't, don't try to go online and, and post stuff to people that you don't know, because getting a client to hire you is all about, them determining whether or not you're trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And if, if you don't have a portfolio or if you don't have former client testimonies, you really have no collateral of trust, yeah, you know, with, some, with somebody you don't know. And so you've got to pull from people that trust you for different reasons. And that would be the relationship that they have with you or um, the connection that they might have through a, a different, a different sphere or, or a different Avenue. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And then, after I'd built pretty much a website for everybody that I knew mm-hmm. that either needed one or didn't, um, that was when I had to figure out how to find people that I didn't know. And so it was a pretty tough transition there, but I, I turned to um, Upwork, which has been huge for mm-hmm. me. Um, and so it was super slow going at first, but I, I'd say probably within about three months, um, I got my first job and things just started rolling from there. So, um, and, and, you know, again, there, there are seasons, like a lot of people talk about, you know, the, the feast or famine seasons mm-hmm. and that, and that can be true. And so I, I really soon had to learn how to have consistent leads in my pipeline and, um, you know, um, 
nurturing those leads and talking to people, even when I was doing other projects, looking for projects down the road, uh, was, was, were all things that were kind of a big learning lesson for me in those first few years. So that's good, man. That's really good. So what, what current challenges are you facing, um, up to date? Yeah, I, I think the main thing is, um, you know, trying to figure out how to help people do what I've done while I'm still doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Are you, <laughs> you balancing know? like, um, so to speak, like students and clients? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so I, I have my platform that I regularly produce content for and make courses for, for people to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got, um, freelance clients that I take and, and then I have my full-time job that I have as well. So, um, so you still have a so full-time kind of job? Yeah, still have a full-time job. When, uh, whenever I decided to go full-time, I was considering doing freelancing full-time, but um, there was actually a company that was about four miles away from my house that um, I fell in love with mm. and ended up getting hired to be the UX designer. And so um, it's called Show It. It's, uh, we've got a great like drag-and-drop website builder. Nice. Um, that we specifically market to photographers. So, so, so I've been here doing that and then also have the, the two side hustles that I do. Plus I'm having a baby any day now. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks man. So kind of a lot of life happening, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but you know, it's, it's, I, I love it. You know, I love, I love the idea of being able to help people, you know, and that was really kind of a turning point for me when, when I, was hired on at show it there was um a a kid that that i work with that's on the support team Mm -hmm. who is going to school for computer science Mm -hmm. and so we were chatting one day and i was just like hey why why aren't you doing any freelance work why aren't you building what like websites for for people on the side Mm -hmm. you you could be making really decent money from it and to be honest like he knows more now than i knew when i first started telling people i was a web designer really you know Yeah, absolutely. And, and his response was like, I'm afraid, I'm afraid I'm going to mess something up or like, I'm going to get to a place in the pro in a project and not know how to figure something Mm -hmm. out. And I was like, man, like, let me help you. Like, let me walk you through the steps that I took. And so it was from that. I was like, there, yeah. And, And it was from that that I was like, there has to be more people out here. Like, like his name is Josh, Mm -hmm. like Josh, you know, that, like have the ability and have the unction. Um, but they just are a little bit afraid to get the ball rolling. And so, so I started helping him and within like a month he had finished a website for a client and made some good money for it and has since found jobs on his own and is working hard to keep it going. So, um, so I I just love that thought. And then, um, at the same time, like when I started doing self-made web designer, um, I upped my rates on all my freelance stuff mm-hmm. because I figured that would slow people down from asking for me to work for them. Um, but it actually had the opposite effect. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. So like I've, I've gotten more requests for projects than I've ever had before. And, and at rates that I'm like, I would be stupid to turn this down, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I've kind of kept both things going, but I'm, I'm still kind of, fading out on the on freelancing web design stuff as of yet i'm just having a hard time saying no to some of these really great projects yeah man i'm I'm sure they're i'm sure it's definitely 
sorry, I'm, I'm actually just taking a peek at your website. Um, I'm sure it's fun. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, it's like a little baby. Uh, it's, it was yours, you know, you raised it and it's, it's growing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. And, and, you know, for me, you know, so my, my full-time job before I went full-time into um, web design was I was a, a worship pastor at a church here in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And so oh, you're living in like Phoenix? helping people. Yeah. 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 Hey, man. Nice. Um, um, maybe sometime in the future we'll, uh, we'll meet up because my girlfriend's actually from Phoenix and uh, that's where we plan on taking our life. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love Phoenix. You know, I, I actually grew up in Texas and moved out here in like 2003. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just such a great, great space. Me and my wife and family live in Gilbert. And so uh, it's a great town. That's where the company is, too. Mm-hmm. So well, nice. Um, just a great spot. So um, give me a second. Sorry about that. There was something on my screen. Um, with everything that you're doing right now and the journey that you've embarked on, what yeah. would be some advice that you could give to somebody that has that anxiety of starting to do something like it may not be website design, but they have something that they're good at. They just haven't taken that first step to get the ball rolling or they tried, sure. got like a little bit of traction. But as you say, you know, everything is seasonal. So it takes constant pushing of that ball for it to keep rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. One of the best things that I learned in my journey with, with mental illness is self-compassion, you know, and, and I think it's, it's a trait that a lot of us would do well to get better at. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's something like we have anywhere from 10,000 to 20,000 like internal thoughts a day. And psychologists say that of those internal thoughts that we have about 80% are negative. And so really the, the war to start something or the war to kind of break out, of whatever level you're at at this current season of your life is really a a battle from within, you know? So figuring out how to um, take those negative thoughts and not necessarily dismiss them, but see them for what they are and then to speak truth that contradicts those thoughts, you know? Mm -hmm. So for instance, my friend Josh, you know, when he was saying, I'm afraid that something is going to, to happen. It'll be my fault. My response was, well, it 100% will happen. Mm-hmm. Like that's a part of growing and learning. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail, you know, yeah. but it's in, it's in the failure that you learn and you pivot and you grow. And so I've, um, from the very beginning made more mistakes than I care to admit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but, but I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for those things. And so, um, you know, something that helps me is just to lay down, like, what's the worst that could happen, you know, like to try to get really good perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I could, I could start a web design business and go out and I don't get any money from it. Well, what's the worst that could happen? Like nothing. My life stays the same, but at least I try, yeah. you know, but what's the best that could happen? Well, it could be a game changer. Like I could make more money than I ever have. I could learn, I could grow, I could connect with people. Um, you know, the same thing, like what we're doing now, starting self-made web designer and coming on this podcast, like I would have never met you if, if I hadn't made a decision, like to say, let's go for it. Either people are going to love it or people are 
not going to care at mm-hmm. all. But there are so many things that have happened along the way and I've been able to connect with and help so many people that it's been worth it, even though I'm just getting started. Yeah, man, that's it's great. It's liberating. I think, you know, it's really crazy whenever you do something that starts off as a hobby and it gets traction. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because Absolutely. I've been in the position where I've tried a lot of different things, whether it be you know, my clothing line, modeling, acting, the print shop that I told you about offline, my own marketing agency. All of that was all done out of like, um, I, I highly believe that I did all of those things out of ego. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I did it out of what would this position represent me as. Sure. And I started this podcast as a hobby. The first season, the first like six episodes I did was just by myself. And then I had to finally... Uh, invited somebody on there and that one like within a matter of weeks um had like double the amount of views that the other ones had so i was like okay well maybe i should do this so i launched season two and just posted on like a facebook group i was like hey i just need some guests here's the topic um dm me if you want to be on and i was like i don't no charge there's no stuff uh specific like interview style anything that you have to follow i was like all all i want to do is talk to people sure and it grew and I had a lot of traction from it. And then now starting season three, getting those emails of, I have like, it was a lot of people that responded to the email that yeah are still responding. Like, Hey, you know, I know you just released 20 spots open, but they're booked now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, wow. and it's something that I see it, it's, it, I don't know, for me, it's definitely mind blowing because I'm not doing this because of, you know, oh, I have all these sponsors and I'm going to make all this money. You know what I mean? I just like sure. talking to people. That's yeah. it. And it seems like it's folding out better than everything else that I've ever done. Wow. You know what awesome, I mean? Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, very, very interesting. And then on top of that, like, I never know who's listening, you know, sure. based on the statistics, there's people in different countries other than the United States that are listening to this podcast, whether or not they can, you know, understand me or not. Um, you don't know who it's helping. Right. hundred percent. And that's why like, I try my best to keep it on track. Sure. And I never know if maybe something I say a little tidbit, any type of advice that I have may give you a different perspective that 100%. may help you or I get, vice versa. I'm learning from you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting how those things tend to work in life whenever it's at least for based on my experience and yeah. the people that I've met, it seems like everything that they started that worked out that was just a hobby that they were like, well, let's just see where it goes. Right. Always, almost, almost always seems to work out better than, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the top business owner in my town and everybody's going to know who I am. My face is going to be on that billboard. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Well, I think and I mean, that's it's awesome, you know, and it, it, like commends you for just going for it, you know, mm-hmm. because I think anything that has great payoff, like it takes it takes a decent amount of risk, you know, like yeah. I've, I, when I, when I decided to start a self-made web designer, like I knew, and I talked to my wife, I'm like, I'm going to have to slow down on freelancing. And that means we're going to lose money, you know? And, yeah. and, and who knows if self-made web designer will ever make money. It's, it's certainly not making anything right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but the bottom line is, is I just want to help people, you know, and, and it has to do with, do do I want to leave um, a ton of money in a bank account or do I want to leave a legacy for 
my family, for my children, and for other people that are around me. And and the yeah. answer to that is, I'd I'd rather leave a legacy. I'd rather help one person up the level of their life, even if that means I get get nothing from it. You know. And so, mm-hmm. but the cool thing is, that I think you know, you can't if you help enough people, eventually you benefit from that, you know, like it's, yeah. it's impossible to not benefit from, um, you know, being willing to give to other people and without, without an expectation to receive anything back in return. Like mm-hmm. that's just the way that like the world is set up. So yeah. A hundred percent. I agree. I think it was, there was, um, so a long, you, you know who Ty Lopez is, right? Yeah. Okay. So a long couple of years ago, um, I bought one of the, I think it was that 67 step program. Nice. Um, just cause I was curious, like I see this dude on every freaking YouTube ad that I'm on. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. going to check it out. So I checked it out in, in one of the episodes. I don't think I finished it just because it didn't seem too enticing for me. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, it was just one of the things that I wanted to try out and it, uh, one of the things that had talked about was just like how the universe works and how it recycles things. Like everybody wants these big things, these dreams, these accolades, but not many people deserve it because they're not doing anything. They're not giving anything into the universe without expectation first. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I think that's, if I took anything from that little, uh, whatever it is that I watch, um, that's definitely one of the things that I I will constantly spread. It's just because I believe that, you know what I mean? If you're not selfishly, giving and providing and giving value then how are you expecting anything to come back to you how are you expecting you to be rewarded how are you expecting because what have you done to deserve any of that you know right 100 percent. well and i think you know like with like looking at at scripture like coming from my faith standpoint absolutely there's you know scripture that says a a man reaps what he sows you know so Mm -hmm. Um, you can't expect to like sow bad seed and expect a good harvest, you know. And yeah. And when I look at the the model of of Jesus, who essentially sacrificed everything that he had for people, you know, and and without an expectation to receive anything, you know, like that's that's the place that I come from of going. I've mm-hmm. been I've been given so much, and I didn't deserve it. I didn't, I I haven't deserved anything. Like despite all the bad stuff that's happened in my life, there's been so much good things that have happened. I have so much to be thankful for. And so because I've been given so much, like it's a no brainer to say, like, I'm happy to give away if, even if it doesn't mean anything for me, you know, like, Mm -hmm. because that model was given to me by, by the person that I try to, you know, like mimic my life after and model my life. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I do appreciate about um, religion is the moral boundaries that it sets up, sure. you know, for some people that may not be like a fully devoted Christian. Right. Sure. I, I if you can still follow that morale sure. of I'm going to give unexpectedly, you know what I mean? I think it, it'll set everybody up if everybody could be like that, like if there wasn't if everybody wasn't just so scared of, Oh, I have to follow these rules. Or if I don't follow these rules, then you know what I mean? Sure. Like if there wasn't so many stipulations that people create that and everybody just tried their best to just base their life off of these moral standards, I think it, the world would be a hundred percent of a better place. 
And I think you'd see a lot more happier people. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, you know, I think there's like, like you'd mentioned ego before. Like, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with having aspirations to say like, mm-hmm. like I one day want to be at this level. You know, I, I think sometimes those, those come from a good place. I think the difference is when you ha- like, you have to step over people to get there or you have to take from people in order to achieve that. Like, it, it all has to come from a place of humility and from a place of being willing to serve, you know, and that's yeah. the, the people that, you know, for the most part, the, the people that make the most money in life or are the most successful are people have who have figured out how to serve the most people in the best way, you know, and so that's, that's really what I try to model myself after and model my business is after of like, what, what can I, what value can I add before I ask for anything back in return? Mm-hmm. And you see that like with, with guys who are super successful, like Gary Vaynerchuk, I, I just love him, you know, like he cusses like mm-hmm. a sailor, but the dude is the most generous person I know online, you know, like, absolutely, like gives away so much and, and doesn't ever ask for anything. Like, I don't, I don't, still don't even know how to buy one of his products other than like the books that he's, that he pretty much gives away at this point, you know, because like, like, are you talking about like the, um, the like? What do you mean by his products? Like his shoes and stuff? Or no, 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 no. Like, like, like his like media within Vayner Media. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's I. I couldn't tell you because I honestly followed Gary Vaynerchuk for like a good solid four years. Yeah. There was a strict point where I was like, "All right, I need to get something under my belt," and I wouldn't listen to music anymore. Right. I because I I have this theory, and I still I still believe it. That if I put on the radio or I put on my music on shuffle, I'm getting all these random lyrics, this meaningless BS uh, stuck in my head. And yeah. if I just play a podcast, Gary Vaynerchuk or some type of other business podcast in the back, even if I'm not paying attention to it at this point, I'm still getting something stuck in my head. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So if this is good value and if this is of, of good um reason and i get something like this stuck in my head it's better than you know ass shaking lyrics yeah. you know what i'm saying 100 well and i think that's even true when it comes to mental illness you know um where like what you will will definitely determine where your thought life goes yeah so and so i i know for instance like there are seasons when when i get when i get stuck in like just a really tough season with ocd I have to be super careful what I watch and what I listen to and, and make sure that like everything is pointing back to the thoughts that, that I want to have. And, you know, like good thoughts don't happen on accident, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, they, they have to be very intentional and you have to be very purposeful about how you're thinking and and what you're doing. Um, So, you know, it's super good lesson to learn, you know, and and it's tough sometimes because I feel like we have those like go to like, I'm just going to listen to this stuff and relax or I'm just going to watch this stuff and relax. Yeah. And 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 maybe that's true to a certain extent. But, man, there's just so many better options out there to actually consume and and that will actually help you in your your mental process. And it all seems like the way I look at it is almost like a video game, man, is like there's a ton of things that you can do in video games that seem fun. Right. But there's certain things that you're supposed to do. Yeah. There's certain things that are going to level you up. They're going to give you a better edge. They're going to make you a better fighter. You know what I mean? Everything. And that's, I think you can just, you know, take that with everything, but I want to give you this last couple minutes um, to give any 
advice to anybody sure. that you have and to also promote yourself, you know, your websites, if you have any books, your programs, if you have any sure. free things that you can give somebody, um, anybody that's listening that you can provide value for, I just want to let you do that just to kind of get you a nice little promotion as well. Yeah, no, thanks, man. Well, the main thing I would say is, you know, like you don't have to settle, you know, there's, uh, there's so many things that people out there could be doing to up that level of their life. And, um, and, and make it to that next season where, where things are looking better. And, and my encouragement for people who are, have maybe found this podcast and are in a place where like, I've tried everything would be just keep going, you know, that there's a season of breakthrough that is coming and there's more for you if you don't quit. So, um, that would be my, my final encouragement. And I, and if people want to visit my website, I'd love for them to do that. It's selfmadewebdesigner.com. I've got a free online course that kind of takes you through all the things that I used to learn um, when I when I got started. And so I, really, that's all I have to offer. I don't have anything to sell right now. Awesome. Well, um, either way, man, so, like still, that's whatever you yeah, can. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, that online, if you just go to selfmadewebdesigner.com, you'll, you'll see the online course to be able to walk through and that'll get you started and happy to help otherwise. Awesome. Well, Chris, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad you were able to, we were able to get this figured out and get to you on air. Um, I'm, I'm glad, you know, you came and you shared your story. Uh, you definitely had an amazing breakthrough and it looks like your life is leading you pretty well, man. Um, I'm proud of you and I'm sure there's a ton of other people that are looking up to you, man. So keep it up. Yeah. Appreciate it, Darius. And thank you so much again for doing this podcast, for having me on. Really appreciate of it. Of course, of course. Stay in touch, man. Looking All forward right. to hear from Sounds you soon. Good. All right. See you later. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Put your head on my Shoulder